everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 53 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go along with every episode. Now, I mentioned in episodes 46 and 47 when I was saying goodbye to New York that I've moved to Boston. I have been here way too long to have not done a Massachusetts episode yet, so let's finally take care of that today. Massachusetts will now be the 16th state I've covered in this podcast's run, plus five countries. So for my first episode here, it felt very appropriate to do a lobster roll. I have had several since moving here. I don't think that will surprise anyone, both in Boston and in Portland, Maine. And of course, it's not like I'd never had one before moving here. Our really longtime listeners may remember that episode four, way back in the day, was on the North River Lobster Company boat in New York City. But for my first episode from Boston, I want to talk about a place called Wicked Lobster. That is Lobster spelled L-O-B-S-T-A. You know, I could just go all out and do the Boston accent, but I'm not going to right now. I think I've embarrassed myself on this podcast plenty of times before. I don't need to do that with an accent here. So Wicked Lobster is in Quincy Market. Now, it's funny, when I moved here, I obviously asked a lot of people for recommendations, things to do, places to eat. Those recommendations ranged from really touristy things to some places that were just personal favorites of people. And I'm not above doing touristy stuff, especially when you move to a new city you haven't spent a lot of time in. It's nice to knock a few cliche things off the bucket list. You know, I did touristy things when I lived in New York. I think it seems pretty normal. So I have a coworker at Sports Illustrated named Jason Schwartz. He is uh, your classic, annoying, insufferable Boston sports fan. He also used to be an editor at Boston Magazine and had some good recommendations for me. So early on in my time here, I told him that my wife, Sam, who listeners know from her many appearances on the podcast, that Sam and I were planning to do some touristy things in Boston, and I asked Jason if he had a place to recommend at Quincy Market. His extremely unhelpful advice was, never go to Quincy Market. He followed that up to say he honestly didn't have a recommendation because locals don't go there, and it's just not something that people in Boston do. All right, what is Quincy Market? Well, it's an old historic building in downtown Boston, and it's basically now a public market with lots of shops and restaurants, like a long line of sort of like stalls where you order over the counter. And it's in a really convenient spot if you're checking out Faneuil Hall and a lot of the other historic sites in the city. So Sam and I went anyway. We're new to the city, whatever. Uh, We get there, and I knew I wanted some sort of seafood something, obviously. But I actually, I hadn't done much scouting ahead of time. I guess I gave up after I asked Jason for recommendations, and he had nothing for me. I said, well, maybe I shouldn't ask anybody else. And everyone knows the old eyeball test. So in a place like that, I figured the move was just find the longest line, trust the wisdom of the crowds, and you'll find the right place to eat. It quickly became apparent that Wicked Lobster was that spot. There was a nice full line, not like we, you know, not so bad that we waited all day, but uh, just, you know, a nice line that made you know, okay, this is a spot people are waiting. The food here is going to be worth it. There was decent people watching there, you know, checking it out. There were places handing out free samples of chowder, all kinds of stuff uh, as we stood in this line. So I thought I was going to get the lobster mac and cheese. I had seen someone else eating it. And that's just what I had in my head. I thought maybe, uh, you know, looking at the other stuff they had, maybe the mac and cheese and something else. We got up to the counter and I called an audible because I saw they had a lobster grilled cheese and it just looked too good to pass up. I just had to do it. So I know what you're wondering. I say I'm calling an audible. Does that mean I didn't get a lobster roll? Well, 
No, the answer is yes, I still got the lobster roll. Uh, you know, it was like it was the middle of the afternoon. We were walking a lot that day. Felt like a good time to go overboard. So, yes, I got the lobster roll and the lobster grilled cheese. Now, this is a place they have two types of lobster rolls, which is common in a lot of places, as many of you probably know. They have the traditional and the naked. The traditional is served cold, mixed with mayo, like a lobster salad. The naked is served warm, no mayo. Both are served on the classic, thick, buttery lobster roll. I normally prefer the naked style, but I decided to go traditional this time. I figured I already had the warm lobster in my grilled cheese, so I guess I thought the uh, cold style one would be a nice contrast in my two sandwiches here. And one thing that's very important is they do not skimp on the lobster meat. Sometimes, at a lot of places, you know, you'll order a lobster mac and cheese or some other dish that has lobster in it, and you won't get as much lobster as you want. But that's one of the nice things about ordering a lobster roll, is you know you're going to get a lot. Uh, you know, they show you, you can see the sandwich, but also it's just when that's the main ingredient, that's the thing in the sandwich, you know that you're going to get a lot. So you know that when a place is cranking out lobster rolls, when it's literally called Wicked Lobster, I mean, come on, you know that they're going to give you enough lobster, which helps me know it's going to be my kind of sandwich. That is also probably part of the argument that I may have been trying to do a little too much here. I'll admit, there really isn't much of a reason to try constructing a meal like this out of two big sandwiches that complement each other in one sitting. So yeah, maybe I got a little carried away. Anyway, the lobster roll was good. It didn't have too much mayo, which I think is important. You have to let the lobster be the star. And I think this is also the same with tuna or chicken salad. I, I'm not a mayo hater. I know there are some people who really detest mayo and don't like, won't have anything to do with it. That is not me. But I do think sometimes they just overdo it. And, um, you know, I thought this was the right amount. There was also, there was some lettuce on the bottom. Uh, the naked lobster rolls, typically they just put the lobster right in the roll. And this one had a little bed of lettuce underneath, which added a little crunch. And, you know, if you're eating two sandwiches, if that's your meal, it's still important to have your veggies. So uh, at least, you know, I don't know if that was half a serving, quarter of a serving of lettuce. Good to get your greens in. There was also some sort of seafood seasoning on the top. I'm not sure exactly what was in it, but it was definitely good. Solid lobster roll all in all. But we have to move on to the lobster grilled cheese because this was the part of the meal that was truly excellent, an easy 10 out of 10 for me. The lobster roll was good. I'm not going to say it wasn't good. It just wasn't as good as the lobster melt. The melt was on your traditional grilled cheese bread. The menu said Texas bread. The lobster roll comes in, you know, that long roll that's sort of open at the top like a hot dog bun with the lobster dropped into the top. This is like your classic looking grilled cheese between two slices of bread. And both types of bread are obviously loaded up with a ton of butter. Comparing the two sandwiches, I think it's just a matter of tastes. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just partial to things that are warm and buttery and cheesy. So for that reason, I gravitated toward the grilled cheese, just like I'm sure I would have devoured the mac and cheese if I'd had that. Having gone through this, and I think I've just come to the realization after all these years that I should probably just always go with the naked over traditional for my lobster rolls. But I will say we had a lot of fun over the years trying enough to eventually come to that realization. Anyway, I do have to go back eventually to try that mac and cheese at some point since it does look exceptional. But I think the lobster mac with the grilled cheese, that would have really been overkill even for me. So I don't have any regrets about this particular order. And I guess maybe the big takeaway is just that Jason Schwartz is wrong. I don't care what he says about it. I'm not above going to touristy places. Listen, they are popular for a reason. People who listen to this podcast know I love a good meal. I love something fancy sometimes. I love something unique or off the beaten path, but I'm certainly not a snob. If you're in this part of Boston, there are a million places to go. I obviously haven't tried everything, but you could do a lot worse than the lobster grilled cheese at Wicked Lobster. And hopefully I will have plenty of other Boston episodes coming up in the future.
And that'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, you should go check out the previous 52. Many of them are quick and solo like this one, but many others have fun guests, which also tend to be a little bit longer. As I said at the top, I now have episodes from 16 different states and also five countries. I have recent episodes on famous chili dogs in Detroit, a taco crawl in L.A., red chili beef Navajo tacos in Provo, Utah, and so much more. And remember, we now have Mitch Eats Food mugs. If you want to rep this podcast with your coffee or tea, the link is in the show notes. I have started to see some mugs pop up on Instagram, which has been fun. Feel free to tag at Mitch Eats Food Pod so I can repost them. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave me a rating and a review and tell all your friends to. If you enjoyed this podcast, I always appreciate people helping me make it grow. You can follow me on social media at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook for food pictures to go along with this and every episode. You can also follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram. There you can see I had a, uh, this will not be an episode, but I had a donut cake from Blackbird Donuts to celebrate my 35th birthday that I posted. You got to take a look at this picture if you're wondering, what does a donut cake look like? Well, there you can find out. This episode was in the hopper for a while, (laughs) including while I was on sort of a COVID hiatus and then posting some other old episodes. So in these photos, you will see some of my wild pandemic hair, which has long since been trimmed. Let's uh, remember some sandwiches and remember some hairstyles. Just a great time capsule overall. I think this maybe is why I do the podcast. Finally, you can also email mitcheatsfood at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 